Hey, what's up, guys? This is Ricky V, and this is episode number 25 of the Elite Fitness Podcast. And in this episode, we continue the conversation with Guru Amin Alai. We get deep into steroids, dosing, what the pros use. This is a real interesting podcast. And without further ado, part two of the interview with Guru Amin Alai. bet you something right now don't think that the top coaches don't have some sort of midnight express connection to some of these countries they do i do if i do they do i know they do they're copies of me of course they right. do you know they got to I, I can't you don't think you don't think for a second i don't think i mean this is me man and i and if i'm thinking this i'm hoping i'm hoping that they're thinking this right but uh you know honey's persian and uh, I'm sure he's got lots of family over there, you know. I'm sure somehow, some way, they're making sure that Hadi has whatever he needs, one way or another, you know, whether he's here or over there, you know. And all the bodybuilding is yes. huge in that part of the world now, man. All over huge, that area, it's bro. growing huge, huge, huge. oxygen. And, and, and some you, of these could, other you could literally get a network of people from the Middle East to send all your client stuff. I mean, it would not, it wouldn't be hard at all. One guy sends one package, a small package. He, the guy gets it, this guy gets it. They're all small packages will go through. It's just the big packages that won't. But if you have an army of people that are followers, that are all into what you do in a place where they don't even care, they'll just send it, then you can have a lot of clients in America looking really good. And then at the show, everybody wonders why your guys are winning. Oh, man, you guys are taking UGL. My guys are taking real pharma. And there's a big difference because the real pharma shit, you hold less water off of. You really do. Crazy. I, I see some guys on the forum saying they want to do a, a bulking and they're going to do 40 milligrams of Debo with aromas. And I'm like, just, dude, just do fucking 10 milligrams and don't use any aromas. And if you're trying to bulk, right, just do 10, 20 do. and don't use that. Or, or if you want to go that high, use fucking Turinabol and then save, you know, don't take the other shit. But I think no, you, you, are, can, you, you are do, absolutely you right. Can, you can do you can do forty milligrams of D ball, but you have to use the the rotation I invented, which is uh, two days of an androgen, then two days of an anabolic, then two days of an androgen, then one day off, and then the other way around. You understand what I'm explain saying? That, so explain that. It's interesting. So Monday, Tuesday, forty milligrams of D ball. Wednesday, Thursday, forty milligrams of anabar. Thursday, Friday, forty milligrams. Uh, Hold on. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sorry, Friday, Saturday, uh, to forty milligrams of D ball. Sunday off. Monday, Tuesday, forty milligrams of Anavar. Wednesday, Thursday, forty milligrams of D ball. Friday, Saturday, forty milligrams of Anavar. Sunday off. And the reason why is after two days of taking the androgen, you you still haven't really started to convert that much yet. So if you cut it off right there and you add the anabolic in to keep your 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 nitrogen level high, so 40 milligrams of anabar will hold you. Then it's just like taking D ball for the first two days every time. And those first two days you take D ball, you get strong, you look good, you're not holding water, everything's great. So if you could ha if you can repeat that over and over and over again for throughout the month, you get solid gains from D ball instead of holding water. It's when you take too much of D ball too long. That's the problem. When you take it too much too long. 
Well, Devo was developed for powerlifters. It's a powerlifting series. It's supposed to give you some a little bit of water retention, some strength. Uh, I don't know if a lot of guys are utilizing it properly or well, understand so that's what the, it's for. The, now, Devo, no steroid was invented for athletic purposes. I want to make that clear. So the, the guy who invented Dianable was the doctor for the uh, Olympic weightlifting team. And yeah, I, I know. Yep, nope, you, know, you know the story. You know the story. I, I, no, I know the whole story, but that's not why it was. It, it, okay, so what ends up happening, it was, it was invented to be a better form of testosterone, a better oral form of testosterone. Yeah, for, for, for the powerlifters, right? For, yeah. for, for, any, for anybody suffering from a nitrogen deficiency, you know what I mean? And, and they, they figured yeah. out how to use it for sports at an early age, and it worked out great. But here's the thing, right? Anything that's used for strength and for size, at the end of the day, these are other effects of the drug. Like Winstrel makes you fast, Anabar makes you strong, but it doesn't make you necessarily powerlifting strong. D-ball makes you more powerlifting strong. It's it, it's pretty much that's the way it is. Anadrol makes you big and strong too, but not strong like D-ball, but it makes you kind of big than D-ball. You know, Tranabol is like a dry right, D-ball. Right. It's like a dry D-ball, but you don't get quite as strong yeah. from it because the water has something to do with the strength. And so every one of these steroids has some sort of different attribute when the human takes it that is is similar to all people. And that is that are these attributes that that we as as coaches and scientists have figured out that it's the best field for these. Now, when you look at bodybuilding, there's always some sort of advantage to being powerlifting, like Ronnie Coleman showed, you know, lifting power. I call it power bodybuilding. And, and power bodybuilding is where you get these big freaks. You know, you get these guys that are lifting 400-pound inclines, you know, for reps. And like Akeem, you know, he's a power bodybuilder. Yep. Bundy, I help. He's a, he's, I mean, he's, he's a big power bodybuilder. This guy's mad strong. And um, when you lift, when you heavy, lift to be lift heavy. Yeah, when you lift to be heavy like that, but at the same time, you don't need to be powerlifting strong and powerlifting big. You just you need to have some of it, but not full steam. So that's where I say, you know, do the two days of an anabolic, two days of a androgen. And you could do that anadrol anabar. You could do anadrol winstrol. You could do anything with premotes tabs. Doesn't matter. You could do you could do anabar tranabol. You can do D-ball, Tranable. You can do Anadrol and D-ball. Now, that's the powerlifting stack I have is two days of D-ball, two days of Anadrol, two days of D-ball, one day off. And the day off is a day that you don't uh, lift. And uh, you can do cardio, but you don't lift. And usually you just kind of like sleep in a little bit later, get more rest and uh, eat eat one meal less, but then have the rest of the meals a little bit bigger. So have like brunch and then lunch and then dinner and then another meal after that. Sounds like a protocol to just make your the most out of the animal. Oh, it sounds interesting, actually. Or an anadrol, actually. It works, it works really good for both of them if you take that. I mean, see, the thing is, is that the reason that you get most out of both drugs is because you start getting side effects from the drugs when your body starts getting a tolerance. Your body starts yeah. getting a tolerance after three to four days. So although you might start saying that's when you notice the drug, what you notice is the constant nitrogen retention, which happens from every single steroid. So it really doesn't matter which ones you take. You could take seven different steroids a right. week, seven different orals. As long as you have something in you, you're going to get some progress. And that right. progress is going to be somewhat sculpted to the steroids. So like if you take Anabar on Monday, you'll be a little stronger, but you'll be harder. On Tuesday, if you take Anadrol, you'll blow up a little bit, but you know it's just one day, so it's not going to be that noticeable. Wednesday, if you took D-ball, because you took an androgen 
the fall on on Tuesday, you're going to look pretty big on on D ball day. And then if you go to uh, Primo Tabs, you dry out. You know, uh, Tyrannable, you, you you stay pretty dry and pretty strong. So you could do that if you wanted to. You know, you you're still going to be toxic. I can, I can see that because all of us that are obsessed with this stuff, we see a, a different guy in front of the mirror in the morning, one in the afternoon, different guy in front of the mirror at night. So uh, any of us that obsess over this could absolutely see the difference from a day-to-day of dosing orals that way. That's that's real interesting. I mean, we stack what, what when things... we get ready for a show. We stack. We'll take oral Winstrel with oral Anabar, and if you have oral Preamble, we'll throw that in there too. And shit, some people take Anadrol all the way up close to the show. I mean... You you could you'd have a better chance of getting ready for a show with Anadrol than D ball. That's for sure. So, what dosage of orals would a competitor do leading up to a show? I usually, and again, I help uh, guys that are more just uh, rec users. Uh, Big Bob going to the office. Uh, it's the kind of guys that reach out to me. I just tell them, man, keep it under under sixty milligrams of anything. Forty milligrams should be kind of your your ideal. Uh, for anybody that's not going into a show now, a competitor, how much orals or how much of an oral, and how long would they be doing uh, something coming up to a show? Well, it's 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 really hard to discuss this because when you when we talk about this, we're not really talking about definitive numbers because everybody's stuff seems to be different these days, you know. Right. So your your winstrel that may come in twenty five milligram tabs, they may really only be like fifteen. And some other guys, his may really be like 28. And so, you know, it's hard. If we got say, legitimate it, stuff, you know, j- j- just, just to condense had, the yeah. conversation today. If we got le- straight legit, you know, something from Kuwait, got it flown yeah. in, some good shit from, right. from Greece, you know, what, 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 what do know, we pe- expect? People, don't, pe- pe- people in America that I've seen them take up to 100 milligrams of Anabar, shit, they, they, Shelby has some women taking 100 milligrams of Anabar, believe it or not. And if you had real pharmaceutical Anavar, man, I don't know. 30 milligrams is a lot. It, it's a lot, dude. You you feel like an animal. I, and that's the I difference. Drop, that. I, I, drop, I drop a little bit more than four body um, four body fat percentage points in like five weeks on, on just about 40 mg of Anavar a day. And just good diet, fasting in between. And, I mean, good Anavar, <laughs> really yeah, good man. when you can get legit Anavar. I mean, it's fucking incredible. Man, and, and it makes you feel good too. You don't hold really any water off of it, and you're strong. You don't get that full look, but you you definitely can get dry off of it. You can get real dry off of it. Yeah. So uh, now, when it comes to dosages, a lot of the leisure guys out there said the I mean the the rec users that I talk to a lot, we all wonder how much are these guys really doing because. Some of them will say, no, it's just great genetics, and they're only using, you know, 500, 1,000. No, they're taking 100 milligrams. <laughs> they are. They're taking, they're, 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 they're competing 100 milligrams of menstrual, 100 milligrams of animal. I don't know why everybody's taking, but that's what they're doing. So in a week, total in a week, would they be taking two, three grams of gear in a week or less? Yeah. Or, or does yeah. that range from guy to guy? No, that's, that's about right, yeah. And now that's that's actually about right, and then you got – the idiots that are even dumber than than the first round, and they're they're at like the five gram range, and that's when you're just like really like your shit must be fake. There's no way, like it's just not necessary. Five grams is a lot. I I, mean, I, I, I tell I tell guys that are not stepping on stage if, if you've got to do more than a a, a mega thousand milligrams a week, 
to get good results, really great results, then you just don't have the genetics. You're probably but, probably but they but they don't they don't even know, man. Listen, I had a client tell me that he went ahead and bought the Roy test kit and uh, found out all his shit was fake. That is true. That? So well, so these guys taking you know they don't feel it. They're taking three, four, and five cc's and don't feel it. You know, I mean, well, they don't feel it because there ain't shit in there. They, it, it ain't real. You know, so that's, right. that's you know, at the end of the day, man. Like that's why I say pharma grade stuff. At least whether whether it works on you or not, it's a standard. You know what that dose is supposed to do, and then if you get a UGL, you can compare it. Well, I know what 200 milligrams of PharmaGrade test did. Let's see what a CC of this 200 milligram stuff does. And if it's not the same, you'll know right off the bat because you did the real stuff. You, you know, I have noticed that uh, if you now everything nowadays, everything is on the ground labs. Uh, back in the day, I started way back when people used to argue whether taking humid from uh, Greece or, or Germany was better than some of the stuff being made for veterinarian market in mexico mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. even in even th those those labs making stuff for the veterinary market in mexico that stuff was being tested for heavy metals for potency i mean there was, there's a process that went along with that shit i was even way way back where before trembolone came came back into the scene and guys were extracting it from uh phenol the pellets. h pellets yeah, yeah. yeah I and i uh, gave you golf ball size knots when you shot that stuff that stuff not, I, I not lost the shit i had <laughs> not the shit I you got that well i tell you i tell you what i learned to uh triple filter it later on but the, uh, with those yeah, whatman filters the, the yeah, yeah the first one I, I didn't filter it it was a little uh, bit cloudy uh, I, yeah. and then after that i, I learned you had to triple filter that shit until yeah, there was just yeah, absolutely that's the key no until it was just See through like piss, and then you could actually mess with it. And it, you know, it's funny enough uh, that that's oxidation that happens to trembolone over time because that tint gets stronger as time goes on. Uh, yeah, trembolone is, is, is funny that way. It's still kind of active doing stuff. There's even a, a study I, mean, I read where trembolone is an environmental contaminant. And, and what's crazy about it is they couldn't find it when they took tests during the day because on sunlight trembling would move molecules around and become something else become undetectable but when they right. took the samples at night uh then they could detect the tremble on in the waterways and apparently it was actually affecting the way uh, fish were reproducing in the area it's just sure. something funny about trembling. Trembling is a I very is a very weird uh a steroid i think w one of the things i i felt it does is it kind of multiplies the way everything else works so if you're doing a cycle whatever i agree if I you agree. add tremble on it just, yeah. just makes everything else work so much better yeah. it's, it's pretty incredible like i mean if you're if you're trying to get big and you take tremble on and d-ball or tremble or an anadrol and test you're getting huge 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 it's the fast i don't yeah. give a fuck who you big. are you can be steve urkel you're getting big um, <laughs> that's right that, we're cutting to the transformation right take steve urkel and turn him into sean roden right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's been a few celebrities that have gone from skinny or from fat to muscular. You remember when Carrot Top was fucking huge? Oh remember yeah, but his face got fucked up, dude. What happened to that fool? Didn't Did he, he um? Didn't he have operations in the face? Yeah, plastic yeah, surgery. Some yeah. shit, yeah. But I remember um, Carrot Top was just funny, and then one day uh, he was just fucking ripped, like 
just abs yeah. and everything. Just you could tell crazy. he was roided out though. He had pimples and shit. He was like, yeah. yeah. Dr. Dre looked yeah. fucking crazy yeah, for a while. I remember I saw, I saw fucking one time. Yeah, I saw that shit. I saw one time and he had like a, looked like he had an injection mark in his shoulder. I was like, this fool, look at him. God, on TV with that shit. And, 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 and that fat guy, isn't the fat guy from Superbad? Isn't he fucking ripped now too? Remember that fat kid from Superbad? So. Super, yeah, Remember that? I you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's got like that the humor where he just keeps kind of ranting on. He just keeps kind of like a chatty kind of talking humor. That, that I heard he's. I think I've seen a picture of him on on social. He's. I tell you what, that would be that'd be something we should we should try to organize that. That'd be great, right? Get get all the celebrities to have a bodybuilding show, and then whoever has the best best celebrity wins the celebrity all star <laughs> championships or something like that. Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck was fuck it was 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 roided the fuck out to it seems like man. <laughs> I, if I if I had Ben Affleck, bro, if I had, if I was if I had a coach and I had Ben Affleck and I got that fool on growth, insulin, some fucking Anadrol, shit, some fucking Primo, Mastro, man, I'd have Ben Affleck looking good. I bet I bet you if Ben Affleck followed my program, I bet you I'd get him with the Nationals, Masters Nationals. I bet you. It's interesting, man. Man, if you're out there, you can contact got, me. He, he, he got, got, got J-Lo now. Yeah, I'll do J-Lo for free. Literally, I will do her for free. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you what, man. I'll pay you to do J-Lo. <laughs> she, looks incre- she looks incredible, does she? She's a 50-something. She's fucking unbelievable, man. She doesn't age. She's like wine. She just keeps getting better and better. Man, I love me some J-Lo. She's probably she's probably J Lo. Hold on, J Lo. If you're listening, you can holler at your boy right here. Okay, Ben is cool. I'll get him in shape, and I'll get you too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what about uh, uh the sure Rock? Tag J-Lo. I mean, <laughs> the, the Rock is the Rock is yeah. We're gonna tag J Lo and oh, everybody. We're mentioning <laughs> tag with this video. Uh, where it um um the Rock. You, that dude is all too, and he looks fucking it's, good, doesn't he? The Rock, bro, the Hani's helping The Rock, and and again, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if if Hani's showing The Rock some Persian love, you know, helping him out with some things that might be a little difficult for him to get without a prescription or without a doctor in America. Um, you know, you got to hand it to this guy. He, this guy travels with a huge fucking gym wherever he's he's shooting. He has his gym, man. Yeah. He has Jim flown and he's in there. Arnold did that. You know, before. Arnold did that too. Yeah. So does Stallone. They both did that. Like a lot of a lot of the top celebrities do that. You'd be surprised, man. As a matter of fact, I think that's probably a business now. Is those gyms that show up for celebrities, those portable gyms. That's probably a whole business now. Some some of the top level ones, they 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 have their equipment they love. Like we all do at our gym that we go to every day. We got yeah. the equipment that we love. And they just bring their their own shit and take it everywhere. There's got to be who the fuck is coaching all these guys, man? I, I mean, I I help people out, but I'm, I know I'm not in that vein, and I don't know anybody I know, that I know is. I'm not. I should be, but I'm not. But I should be. Who the fuck so. is in that vein? Doing, because doing that, you know the dress thing that you see, like even when uh, the Hugh Jackman got ready for Wolverine, he was definitely on gear, no question. Brad Pitt got ready for Fight Club. There's no question he was on Anavar. I mean, come on, dude, look at the guy. You serious? Guys are getting millions. These guys are getting millions for a film. You throw me fifty thousand, I'll go stay at a, at a cottage in your house. I'll go stay at your but cottage. Here's for, the thing, though. Who's who's? They've got. That's the thing. They've got someone just like Honey has, or just like Phil Heath has Honey. You know what I mean? Or Hottie has Honey. Whatever. The they got someone too. They? 
they got someone. They got somebody that's that's getting them the shit, and they're not telling anyone. They're keeping it a little secret yeah. between him and his gym bro, who's hooking him up. That's what it is. Yeah, right. It's got to. Yeah. It's got. There's got to be one or two guys that are, that are getting all the business, and then they're just I mean, passing. You, look, I, I, I know I don't, none of us. Not, not, no, nobody that I know is getting it, and they're not. I mean. I don't think you're not getting it. You're saying, and you're very. No, but in, in my family, my brother is an actor, and 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 if he had a part that he had to look like that for, fucking, it'd be over. I let's go to work. <laughs> I know what yeah. to do. I'd have him looking crazy, but and he he was he was a former bodybuilder, a very good one too. So got to be a really it's got to be a really good uh, industry to get into. I, I mean, some of some some of the coaches like like the. Some of the guys like Goggins, I think he's on. He's huge on Instagram. The ex uh, Navy SEAL. Yeah. Um. He went. To, he so. went to live with a guy. He went to live with a guy for a month to help him. Yeah. Uh, basically, stop stop being. But the guy was like, you know, he wasn't a bodybuilder. He just needed a kick in he's the ass. Obese. You know. So he yeah. went. Yeah, yeah. So he just went and stayed with him for for a month. And you know, and he, he was basically his drill sergeant for a month. And and yeah. something like that. I mean, something like that. These guys have the nah, the, the amount of money to, to pay for something like. That. What needs to happen is is a, is a group of people need to come together, a coach, uh, uh, a, a guru, you know, a dietitian, and uh, and and they come together and they're like a team and they hit up Hollywood and they'll be like, look, we're, whenever you have a role and you want your clients to look a certain way, whether it's fat, skinny, whatever, bring them to us. We'll help them get there. You know, you never know. They might want someone to get fat for for a show. The dietitian's got to recommend to them like two pizzas a day and a couple of sodas and a Big Mac or something. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. So, somebody's know. getting that work. Somebody's getting that work. They're just keeping it quiet because uh, there's definitely a lot of these guys out there changing up. Changing All that money has got to be something, man. It's got to be something going on. I know. I know. All I know is I'm not getting there. Are you getting it? I mean, you know, the funny thing is, is that it, it's a very, it's a very select few people that are in it with the great bodies and they end up getting the best roles and, and that's it. You know what I mean? That, you know, like, I don't think Tom, I don't think Tom Cruise ever took anything, but it's questionable though. There's a few times where he looked really, really good, you know? And he is like one of the action heroes out there, right? I mean, he's Mr. Mission yeah. Impossible. He's Mission so Impossible. Right. Exactly. You, exactly. You know, uh, um, Watching Keanu Reeves uh, do everything in John Wick, all those moves, he actually went to a jiu-jitsu uh, studio sure. and actually learned, learned, man. So these guys are, are top-level stuff. So, man, it was a great interview today, brother. I kept you on for, for a good while, man. We, we talked about everything. Uh, I, You know, I should, I should have you back to talk a little bit more about steroids, just uh, – what you're feeling on it on those are and let me let me ask you this before i go if you don't mind and and i want to plug some of your stuff too but um you've been in the game for a long time you're kind of like me uh old school uh, uh we're focused on different things i'm still not my mind's not fully made up about SARMs. i've used some i've had because they have additional health benefits or and additional benefits to performance and healing that i don't find in steroids but i'm, I'm still a little bit weird because i mean steroids been used for, for a couple of generations now. They got approved at some point for prescription. 
Um, they got rolled back, whatever. But a lot of guys are, are taking SARMs. They've become very popular. Um, it's undeniable that they work. Um, it's sometimes, unfortunately, sometimes easier to get legitimate SARMs than it is to get legitimate juice on the market out there, unfortunately. What do you think about SARMs? And is that something any guys are using now that you've talked to up to competition? And, and, and what's, what's been, what have been the effect? Well, I've been friends with Tony Huge for a while. I helped him for three shows with Enhanced. He's Energy. a cool. He's a cool cat. I've talked to him a few times. He's a cool cat. Yeah, I consider him my friend, and um, and he's a big, big proponent, advocate of SARMs and and the benefits of them and so forth. I think it's going to be here. It's here to stay. I think people like him are going to figure out better ways to use it. Um, it's going to take people like him to figure out better ways to use it. Until, until I talk to him and I find there is a certain method that that he tells me is like a like a, a cycle of this or do this for this amount of time or try that this is what's going to happen and it's definitive, then I'm just going to wait. I believe he's pretty close on a few of those things. He's he's found different. He's gone through the trying them all, and and identifying with what does what. So now I think he's in the stage of where he's going to put it all together and, and actually have uh, different SARMs and SARMs protocols, not just one, two drugs, maybe maybe more than one drug, maybe rotating it with steroids too. But I think that's kind of where we're at, you know, because they're different receptors ultimately. You know, you could do, let's say, oral steroids for, for two days, maybe SARMs for two days. You know, you could do that also. That, that may actually be better. I, I don't really know. To be honest with you, I'm unfortunately I'm I'm I perfected what I did with steroids, growth hormone, insulin. I didn't really need IGF one because I was creating it with growth hormone and insulin at the right amounts. I didn't think it was necessary for any more to be honest with you. But even when I had IGF one, that what I was doing with was was already a hundred percent. And I didn't see it realistically that anybody needed to do anything more than that. Now, what I didn't take into consideration is that there, there are more than one way to get to a hundred percent. Okay. Right. Um, there are other ways that can get you there, but we haven't studied enough behind it. What that all entails. Does that way possibly entail some damaging effects or, or how much of it does it take? You know, in the long term, what's going to be studied is that. And then a few years from now, there'll be some definitive research from this people doing it. It'll be on the Internet as to, you know, the effectiveness of these things, because enough people will get their blood tested and they'll figure it out. And then we'll have some data behind it to know what's effective, what's not. But until then, my my biggest problem with SARMs, and I'd say probably my only problem with SARMs is, is that we really don't have the quality control to really know what it really is that we're consuming. We just don't know. We believe it may be Rad 140. We believe it may be Ligandrol. We may believe it may be, but okay, let's, and let's say it is. What else is in it? Is there some shit that you don't want in it? Because I mean, it's not really for human consumption. So if that, if, if the Chinese are putting that on the, the bottle or the bag or whatever it is that you're getting, do you think for one second they really give a shit if you consume it, even if it didn't say not for human consumption? They don't care. They, there's some. There's probably some toxic shit in it. 
and and I'm just saying on on the whole, there's cheap ways to make stuff, and it, SARMs are cheap. I'm sure they're made a cheap way, and you just can't hold that to the standard. Now, in the in the long term, if you're really concerned about your health, you have to be concerned about what you put in you, and you cannot let your obsession for your for your uh, hobbies or whatever your obsession for your obsessions put it that way. Um, right, right. You, you can't let that dictate the outcome of your health. You can't just say, I want to look like this. There is no farmer grade, so I'm going to take UGL. Well, unfortunately, there's too many of those mentality out there. The mentality that should be taken, which is the mentality of the long run, is well, I can't find any uh, real farming gear right now, so I'm going to focus on training three times a week instead of training five times a week. And I'm going to try to maintain what I have. And I want to work really hard at trying to find real farming gear. And, and that's it. The, the discussion does not go outside of, if I can't get farming gear, I'm not going to take it. Unfortunately, it's not the case. Everybody's marketing a brand of UGL that everybody claims is better than everybody else's. And the problem with every UGL, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to drag this on, but I got to tell you this. The problem with every UGL. Oh, it's interesting. Keep it going. Keep it going, man. Take your time. It's it's that the actual components of the salts that they that they send you are are made low quality. So testosterone that you get from China is nothing like American pharmaceutical testosterone. And at the end of the day, it has a heavier molecular weight. The lighter molecular weight, the purer the drug is. Okay, when you see the pharmaceutical drug and you look in the pamphlet, it's going to have a molecular weight on there, 22,000 something, whatever. Okay, and that that weight is what it should be at its purest form with everything that went into it being the purest possible, every ingredient to extract, all the chemicals, all the highest quality of everything. Okay, no stone unturned. That's you're going to get the lowest weight. Everything else doesn't weigh anything close to that. So when you when you want to know uh, what the molecular weight is of the raw anavar that they have versus the raw anavar that that is from the pharmaceutical company, the molecular weight is different. So what's that what's that mean? Oh so what I mean it just weighs a little bit more really what difference does that make? If that more is heavy metals, you get heavy metal contamination over a long period of time. Okay. If that more is fillers, it could be all kinds of things that could be bad for you. From one thing from cause ulcers, to the next thing it could cause, you know, uh, lacerations in the intestinal walls, and then ultimately it could cause bleeding in the blood vessels because of these impurities. And these impurities in they're 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 not to be taken lightly because in America, at least with pharmaceutical companies around the world, there's a standard. It has to be like 99.95 or or above i mean it's 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 pretty much got to be a hundred percent pure i mean and what we get well and, and here's the thing when you get veterinarian grade you're getting mexican maybe 95 maybe you know american 97 at lowest 97 percent. okay now ugl you're lucky if it's upper 80s 90s period you know you you are you are right about some things, man. I I get when I'm in because uh, I travel to South America quite a bit. I'm from there, have family there, and uh, when I'm 
there you could just walk into Pharmacia and pick up a Bayer Nibido. Yeah. You can pick up Testovirin. Yeah. Um, you can just you can go to vet clinic and pick up uh Ganabol 50, big 250 yeah. milliliter millimeter jugs. And man, just a little stack of that I found um better. It's a lot stronger than even when I've taken three or four different things in higher amounts yeah. that are just G. Yeah. Let's talk about the EQ, right? The EQ, that Ganaball. That Ganaball is fire. People don't even know how strong that is. Love right? that Ganaball. I had Tornado too. Uh, listen, you get that. It's 50 milligrams per ml, okay? A boss cycle. I'm telling you, boss cycle. Two cc's three times a week. You're fucking killing everything. Your bench is going through the roof. You're strong. You look crazy. You're hard. You're you're strong as fuck. You're crazy. You're hard. No, not really much water, you know. And so that's 300 milligrams. Now you look at the stuff they have at the UGL right now. It's 300 milligrams per ml. People are taking three mls of that. They're taking 900 milligrams, and it's still not as good as the 300 milligrams of the bed shit. Different quality product for for sure. For sure, it's incredible. More it's more crazy. impurities, you know. And the funny yeah. thing is, is again, it it could weigh. It could be 200 milligrams per ml or whatever it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? It could be what it's supposed to be. If, if it says 200 and the pharma grades, 200, it could be that. But all there's other shit in it that may make that 200 not work as well as the pure 200. The delivery system, Anavar was like that. Original pharma grade Anavar has lactose in it. It has lactose for a reason. And it wasn't bodybuilders, I don't think, figured this out until the 80s, until there were some people that were getting smooth off Anabar and some people got crazy hard off Anabar. And it took somebody to figure out that the person was lactose intolerant. And that amount of lactose in the pills was setting off their giving them allergic reaction, making them hold a film. Well, there is a reason that the original formula for actual name brand Anabar from Cyril had lactose in it and it was because it did something about binding it to the point where it passed some part of the intestinal or the digestion process and then at the point where it released it it's where it absorbed the best now that's how good pharmaceutical companies are they don't just put shit binders in their drugs the binders they put in their drugs are specific to release the drug in the body at the right time you're not going to get that when you get UGL stuff and you don't know when it's going to release and it could just hit your stomach and burn out because it doesn't have enough stuff to protect it and pass it on through like Anabar. Um, or, you know, or, or it could go maybe too far without getting absorbed. You know, maybe a pill's pressed too hard. It doesn't have enough binders to release it with the acid in the stomach. So it stays pressed and then it leaves you, you basically excrete it out like a watermelon seed. Uh, so, you know, it, it shit like that happens, man. Because people, the, the people that are making the UGLs don't, they're not, they don't have the skill. They don't understand. They think that people just put, like, why, why am I going to pay extra for a binder? I'll just put it in a capsule, you know, blah blah blah. And they don't, they don't understand that the raw powder is maybe not even as good as the right binders. It's, it's an art, man. You remember back in the day, the way you knew your pills were bunk because you could crush it with your fingertips yeah crush yep. one of your stereo now all the stuff when you open the bags all dusty in there the, the pills are, are crumbling most of them and also you remember when we used to get amps back in the day the uh -huh. way you knew the amp was legit because you could not scratch the, the letters off of it with your fingernail oh the silkscreen was real yeah yeah 
And maybe sometimes some of the stuff back then made uh, in Asia, Middle East, uh, the, the the heads of the amps tended to be somewhat inconsistent. But like if you got some, some sharing some stuff, long, if you, some were long, I have I've had all kinds of really cool ass looking amps, man. Yeah, you know, from all over the world, different sustenons, different sharings, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but but they're counterfeit. But they were they, they were less consistent every time because there's some UGs that actually make amps and they're so inconsistent with the heads, uh, the sizing on them. It's just the the quality of of the craftsmanship, just in in how the product is is packaged. It's so different than when we used to get. Dude, I remember Norma Hellas, uh, Sam Bones back in the day. Yeah, there, Sam Bones. Another, yeah. <laughs> there was another really, really nice 15 those motherfuckers, man. Like five thousand of them shits, man. Jeez. Now, now they make now Sam they make Winstrel in, in oil and it's not cloudy anymore. You can't the they, they, it don't make oil you crispy. Now. It don't make you crispy like that stuff. Dude, I remember back I I had an actual bottle of the real Winthrop Winstrel V. That's how far I go back. You remember the Ready Jacks back in the day? I don't think you get. Oh, I mean, yeah. I you could get those in South America oh, yeah. still. Big, big uh, twenty-two uh, MG needles. Uh, sort. Yeah, yeah. Refer. Remember that 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 old animal, Refer B. Of um, course, for four B. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I tasted love it. so tasted, tasted terrible. Strong. Made you sweat. Actually, smell. Been, Made you sweat. Yeah. Smell. yeah. That? <laughs> and, then, and then there was a transition in the the veterinarian labs in Mexico where they were really at the start making the stuff for. For animals and okay, bodybuilders are kind of using it on the side. All right, whatever, it's for animals. So you're we'll, talking about we'll quality bet, then Cal, Bravo. Well, 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 that was that. It was it was a two it was a two step. First, a guy came out with a, with a company named Tokyo, and Tokyo, he yeah, Tokyo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he 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 would basically he started he's the one who started putting you know 300 and 400 milligrams of stuff per cc, and at first uh, because it wasn't being done in pharma or being done in, in veterinary. Veterinary was even was even less concentration. Yeah, uh, people. People started saying, "Hey, you you can't really do that. It won't hold." And everybody was wrong. You can actually hold it. And um, he went out of business. But after he gone for whatever reason, then that's when Animal Power, Brovel, Dencal, uh, Quality Vet, all these guys came out. And and then they um that all ended. That that whole group ended with Operation Gear Grinder, I believe, wasn't it? When they uh went into Mexico and shut all those guys down that, uh, back in yeah. the, the mid 2000s. Yeah. Yep. That was that was yeah, that, that was, was interesting. They went, they went there. huge bust, but man, did they make some good gear, bro? Quality bet, quality bet. I was about pop, to say you know, quality bet some good shit, man. Then, then Cal, then Cal. The first time that I saw um, a good trembolone that you could buy uh, that was ready inject that you didn't have to extract from pellets, it was then Cal brought the first trembolone out that I remember. And, and I think quality after that, had real quality bed had Winstrel V that was water based and suspension that was water based that you could inject and it didn't it didn't fuck you up. Didn't fuck you up. I remember the, the, the it used to have nice little foam uh, little foam pieces and, and it wasn't like like cotton inside of their their uh, their pill bottles. They were nice pill bottles with foam. I mean, it, the packaging was incredible. The presentation, the oils. I mean, it was just top great stuff that they made for bodybuilders back then and then after that i mean uh it was no crimp what, marks bro remember there were no crimp marks on the bottles the bottles were all sealed with a real machine yeah that, now you get some ug stuff that if you turn all if you, you turn the vial upside too. down and you, and you put pressure in it to draw sometimes the damn the damn think popple top i've had that happen Shit, to yeah me. it's still turn yeah it's garbage man they don't know what yeah. to do on these and people then, 
The top is never supposed to turn. If you're anybody out there listening to this, if you get a bottle of injectable stuff, the first thing you do is grab it and twist the top. Uh, hold the cap on it. Don't break the cap because then you got to buy it. But hold it all together and see if you can twist the metal on the top. If, if you can, do it back to the person. Don't buy it. Okay. You you should never be able to twist the top off the bottle ever. Even There's if it's air real coming in and out stuff, well, if it's real pharmaceutical stuff, that means somebody took the top off, sucked the stuff out, and put the top back on. You can do that. There are some people that, that have done that. Uh, one thing, guys, is you it, it's there's air coming in and out of there. And that bottle yeah. will will breathe it's even Back even to, if it just yeah. between day and night, a, a quick change in temperature, day and night, it's enough to make that and bottle the breathe. Alcohol will burn out too. The alcohol yep. will evaporate out of it because of the air. And then next thing you know, it's just a cesspool waiting to big abscess in your ass or a shot. S S quality vet and uh and all these guys were getting busted british dragon came around mm -hmm. remember british mm -hmm. dragon yeah they were they were uh, they were a huge huge thing for a while british dragon there was a couple they other were good too yeah, yeah but see um this this was like the first time i saw that somebody said okay we're gonna develop a ug brand we're not really gonna register shit we're just gonna tell people we're registered in, in europe somewhere and we're just gonna pump 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 this stuff out and not even bother registering but british dragon as far as i understood back in the day was made in actual pharmaceutical facilities big labs uh, uh under under strict standards they just never bothered to register anywhere with anyone about about it um and uh they were contracting labs that supposedly were registered labs but in those countries they could do midnight runs for other people and and mm -hmm. look the other way whatever um and that went on for a while um but then i guess when you get around 2011 2012 2013 that's when I really saw. I mean, there were some aficionados like me that knew you can get you can get uh, uh, all these all these raws from from China in very tiny amounts, little sample amounts, and, and whip them up. And you know, once you once you knew enough about it, you could you could actually tell just by looking at it what was prop, mm -hmm. what was uh, enacted. Well, just just by the consistency of it, you knew the long the, the length of the ester would change the consistency. You knew what you were looking at, and that. But really around 2011, 2012, 2013, that's when I realized, like, holy shit, every gym guy out there is making shit in their house of they got a buddy that's making it for people locally. Yeah. And then, that's when you know, all yeah. – that's when it's just around 11 – from 11, 2011 to about 2013, 2014 is when I realized, like, man, the game has changed a ton now. The gym guy is kind of back in the game uh, uh, because, uh, because of the internet, uh, the gym – dealer wasn't as popular for 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 i think a decade and then uh but now they're making stuff locally guys are whipping stuff up locally and, and it's more dangerous now because the raw materials are sometimes being made in facilities that are not really supposed to be making these raw materials you know fly by night stuff even all the way back to china you know you have some facilities there that that are making this stuff at midnight and have it in the same room being stored in the same places as pesticides and things that shouldn't should it be in the area? And that's exactly. where you pick up some of this contamination from. Some of the fumes and some of the overflow sure. uh, particles that come, come from yeah. this manufacturing. And it goes on and, and you know, and, uh, you, uh, the machines could be, you know, 20 feet away, 10 feet away where they're making a batch of steroids and they're making a batch of something fucking dangerous. Yep. <laughs> that, that, you you know, that uh, a few micrograms might, might affect you. Sure. And... And they're doing it in the same facility, and that that's where a lot of the contaminants. And this is this all started happening after the Beijing Olympics, because before Beijing, man, the raws coming out of China were clean, bro. Before the Beijing Olympics, all the fucking raws coming out of there, the stuff aficionados used to get 
for just your, your little home stash was actually pretty damn good stuff. Um, but then after Beijing, the, the good, the main labs that were making this stuff shut, shut down these because they're, you know, they're compliant with their laws in China. They're, they make millions. They don't want to rock their boat. And then you had some of the bottom feeders that shouldn't have been making it, uh, making it under circumstances and, and, and in ways they shouldn't have been storing it uh, and transiting it in, in ways it shouldn't be done. And that's what we get now, what you're talking about, man, all this, all this gear with heavy metals with the shit just doesn't work the same where the molecular weight changes on the hormone all these all these little fucked up problems um where you know the it might test to the just a regular test it might test like yeah it's 98 percent testosterone but if you really examine it further uh you know a good percentage of that 30 40 percent might have a different molecular weight and the hormones just don't work the same and definitely yeah, it's, how, it's a how different do they get to that number that's the question see that the way the pharmaceutical people make it, it's the best way to get that milligram dose. But the way the UGL makes it, they they don't do it the best way. They get to the milligram dose, but they don't do it the best way. Yeah, it's it's um incredible, incredible time to be alive now with with these compounds and and it seems like we're gonna have a new SARM or two and a new peptide or two uh, be uh, introduced into the public now every year. Yeah, yeah there's a few. That's the way Tony's talking to. There's a few Tonys talking to me about that. I'm I'm really surprised, and I I'm kind of want to try this one that he says it's like it's like primo acetate. I'm like well, I don't know. Like I want I want to hold him to it. i I really want to say it is because that'd be great if it is. I'm telling everybody, but I wanna I want to know because I think primo acetate oral is the best oral. Well, opinion, I was for bodybuilding. There's there's so many ways to find these compounds that can benefit your physique can benefit your your performance uh guys are are they're looking at all the literature that is put out by pharmaceutical companies because they're trying to drum up business they're trying to pick up their, their stock prices right so they're letting the public know what they're working on what trials they're what phases and releasing some of this information and you know these these uh all these you know house chemists these bodybuilding chemists are, are picking it picking up the stuff make having it made in china there are guys digging the crates for all patents and all uh, drugs that have been patented and licensed by pharmaceutical companies that were taken off the market for one reason or another, replaced, patents ran out yeah. on them. Uh, and, and they're Trevor just, they're not coach. Tra I, I, yeah. I, coach Trevor was big. I met him. He's a cool dude, man. Uh, he, uh, Canadian coach Trevor. Well, coach Trevor, the, with Tony huge with enhanced with Tony, athlete. but the, yeah. the, he's got, I think, he, I think he's got two Trevors. He's got, he's got kind of bold, muscular trevor and then he's got yeah. skinny kind of uh no, kind ball, of a the, blonde hair the ball big the ball big guy. ball big ball big fella yes smart dude i remember I, i've watched yeah, some he's, of his, uh, his content he's really educated actually people don't people don't know he's got a degree and everything he's a smart guy I actually listen to some of the stuff he said and i think that's part of the reason why tony's into SARMs. i think that uh he got a lot of good advice from coach trevor you know it always it always takes really for all this stuff it takes a team really um it, it's hard for one person to kind of do it all and get through all of this research. I, when I started doing a podcast, because I do three episodes a week now, when I started doing them. Um, I said, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna get good cadence, two, three episodes a week, and in about a year, I would have covered pretty much everything that needs to be covered, everything I know about these compounds, and, and this new shit coming out every every few months, <laughs> new compounds, right. new peptides, new SARMs. Uh, there's new studies being done on just even the stuff that we've had for for decades now new studies coming out new information being released uh so i'm it there's just never 
there's just you, we're just never gonna run out of shit to talk about or, or things to research and and being in this in this realm, being in this world, it's incredible. Yeah, let's see how many questions we get from this, and I'll answer some more about drugs if you wanted. Yeah. So, well, listen, my man. Um, definitely great, great having you, brother. I really appreciate your time. I'll shot I'll shoot you a link over to where we're publishing the podcast. Give the guys that are listening some plugs if they want to get in contact with you, if they want your service, if if they need advice. Uh, where 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 do you lead them? Um, best way to reach me right now is probably through Instagram, which is guru underscore Amin, A-M-E-E-N. And, uh, that's two E's. Um, and, um, you could also send me an email at guru Amin Alai, um, G-U-R-U-A-M-E-E-N-A-L-A-I at gmail.com or guru Amin Alai.com is the email. Um, sorry, the website It's getting redone, but if you get on it, you can still reach my email. I'll go ahead and, and put all of those uh, links and, e- and your email address on the description of this podcast. So wherever you're listening to uh, to this podcast, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you're listening to, grab your phone right now, grab your device, um, open the where it shows you the details of the podcast, and you'll get the links so you can check them out. Uh, you help about normal people as well right not just uh not just competitors so if there's uh you know lawyers doctors uh, uh engineers candle makers right <laughs> if they need that people services, that, you help them out right i i have people that want to look good for weddings i have i have uh, people that just want to want to have access with to me to for the rest of their lives so they just want to have me on call um i have doctors that i work i actually have a few doctors that i help it's 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 really surprising that doctors wanted me to help them with their anabolics but I guess so. When they get in their specialization, they're not they're not thinking of anything else. And when they wanted to think of who was the doctor of steroids, not 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 the anabolic doc, because that guy, you know, that's a whole other story. But but who is the like the guy that knows quite a bit about these drugs? And I guess that they, they thought of me, so I, I feel really really uh, proud that um, that I'm able to to work with professionals and get to talk to them also about blood tests and things like that. So it really helps. Um, but yeah, I'm helping. I help anyone. I help some people who just want to do photo shoots. And then, of course, I help people that are pros and amateurs. And um, I help people that are obese. A lot of people don't know that. Um, I've worked with a lot of people that are obese and help them lose over 100 pounds um, healthy and be- better blood work and overall get their uh, get their lives back in order, too. So, you know, just trying to to spread some of the knowledge that I learned from bodybuilding and um, and from from other avenues from bodybuilding that I helped to be able to give back to the people and um, hopefully help some people and help their lives. That's incredible, man. Well, you guys know out there, if you want to contact them, you'll have uh, all the information and just get going. It just, just takes you making that decision to get help, get help some, from someone. Look, I, I, we get a lot of guys asking questions. I always tell guys, if you go on a show, get a coach. If you are having trouble, if you don't know what to do, get, you know, just pay someone to help you out. And there's definitely it's definitely the best way. And also, once you make that commitment and you get with someone that makes you makes you accountable, it'll it'll get you it'll get you going on the right on the right path. So, hey man, thank you very much again for for uh, the interview today. Hopefully, we can right, uh, have do a this great again. weekend. Yeah, have a man. Weekend, right? Same to you. Let's let, let's chat and try to do this again another time. We'll we'll, we'll set up some more topics. It seems we had a lot of stuff to talk about today, brother. It was incredible. Thank you very much. Right on, man. Take care. Bye bye. guys that was it for the interview with guru amin alai i'll definitely have him over again it was a great great interview 
think you guys enjoyed it. And uh, I'll see you here next week where we'll have something else. Have a good one. Hey guys, so this is just that legal disclaimer. Uh, I am not a doctor. None of my guests so far are doctors. Do not take anything we say as medical advice. You need to go talk to your own doctor before you do any drugs, any sort of uh, diuretics or anything weird like that. Anything. Go to your doctor first. I'm not a doctor. Don't fucking listen to me. This is all for entertainment purposes only. Have a good one, guys.